0: And then I started to think about William Brannan and all the other people, uh, even like Bill Johnson says, he feels like there's this angel standing beside him as he ministers to the people. And then when you look at, um, you look at the book of Acts, angels were directed to speak, and um, even when you read the book of Enoch, you can't, you can't even read the first chapter of the book of Enoch and not understand that the angels took him around in the spirit. So it's all through not, not only the Bible, but it's also through some of the books that, that, that um, we call the Apocrypha. All right? So I encourage you, and I'm going to prophesy. How's that? There's a voice coming from this church that is going to be so direct that it is going to tell people where to go, what to do, and the blessing will arrive. There you have it. Okay, and and actually the Lord was, my mind kept turning to this scripture verse, so let's go to Acts chapter 10. And this is the story of Cornelius and uh, how an angel came to him and spoke to him and told him to go get Peter and to bring Peter because Peter, Peter is going to tell you what you need to hear. Starting in verse 34 of Acts chapter 10. I'm going to talk to you about the resurrection today. And it is the source of your supernatural life, healing, and deliverance. Then then Peter began to speak. Now I realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, verse 35, but accepts every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing. That's, a, that's a, one of the definitions I'll give you today. Healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day. And caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name father we just thank you that the word is living and powerful and lord we pray right now that the word of god open hearts and minds to change lives in jesus name now I'm not going to try and pronounce this word in the Greek, but the definition is 2390. That's the Greek word 2390, and it actually means to heal. So God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and appointed him to deliver people from the power of the devil. And this word means to heal, and it's used of physical treatment. It's also used in Matthew 15, 28, as to make someone whole, make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. It's used also as healed, meaning the healing has taken place. In Acts 9, 34, and then it's also used figuratively of spiritual healing spiritual healing the resurrection of jesus christ and the doctrine of the resurrection has the power to heal spirit soul and body every person that would ever hear the gospel and believe and it starts by your salvation by believing in christ jesus And living your life walking out your faith day by day as you grow in the faith as you listen to the word something starts to slowly change you don't see it like you wake up and oh I need to shave today because my hair on my face grows it's a process that starts to take place and what is happening the Bible, the Bible talks about God is trying to heal you, spirit, soul, and body. He's trying to bring you into that fullness of that resurrection power. So my first point here is this. Throughout the book of Acts, the apostles continued to speak about the resurrection of Jesus. Whenever they talked about the resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit would move. It would move. There is going to be more healings taking place in this church. There's going to be more deliverances taking place in this church. There's an atmosphere of miracles already here. Already here. The presence of God is very strong in this place. But it's going to increase. Because God is starting to focus my mind on the things that truly matter. And what truly matters to the believer that takes that step of faith into salvation is learning to walk in resurrection power. That is your key. That is your answer to everything that you ever are seeking from the kingdom of God. It is that resurrection power, it is that power of the Holy Spirit to whisper to you as you are walking around a normal human being and that whispering power that Elijah heard in that cave, that whispering power that talked to Jeremiah when he was thrown into that pit, that, you know, on and on through the, that whispering power to transform lives, That is the resurrection power of God trying to move you from faith to faith and glory to glory. And make make no mistake about it. The word of God is written and it is also heard. It is spoken. God speaks. A lot of times God will speak to me scripture. Scripture. He will give me chapter and verse to go do something. The apostles continually talked about this resurrection power. The New Testament depends on Jesus's resurrection. You know that? The whole New Testament is based on the resurrection of Christ. There is no New Testament if Jesus does not raise, is not raised from the dead. There is no New Testament. The Bible says even the prophets in the Old Testament prophesied or testified. Do you know when you get healed and somebody calls you up and says, Hey, you know, uh, tell everybody about what happened and how the Lord touched you and healed your body. You know, they're prophesying over themselves. They're testifying to the resurrection power of Jesus that heals, that delivers, that saves. That's the definition. This resurrection is living and it is raining. You want to learn to reign? You want to learn to pray with effect and really learn to reign? There's really two things. Well, three things. One is read your Bible. Two, hear the voice of God. And three, obey it. And find out what happens. Just find out what happens to you. Because God will say, go over there and do that. You have to take a risk. You have 20 people in the church. And God's saying... There's a knee problem, there's a there's stiff neck, there's these things going on. And God is always continually talking. I'm just starting to be a little bit more vocal now. I'm here to tell you, there's prophetic people already in this room. And there's people that know how to hear the voice of God, but you've got to start releasing it. It's time to release the resurrection power. I'm gonna even take a risk and say Wes is prophetic. You've got we've got to start to release what heaven is speaking. It's time. So Jesus' resurrection is living, it is a it is a raining, it's raining, and This power is the head of the church. In other words, without it, the church really doesn't exist. We meet in formal buildings, but without the miraculous resurrection power of God, we don't really have a church. We have a meeting, but not a church. Jesus' resurrection began in a new kind of human life. It began a new human life in which he had a perfect body that was no longer subject to weakness, sickness, aging, death, and decay. Now, unfortunately, some of those on this list were going to experience because We are all, through the carnal nature, all under the, we've all been shut up under the power of sin. That's why we die. Because of sin. Not sinning, but sin. Okay? It was passed down, the Bible says, it was passed down from generation to generation. However, what I have found out is the more time I spend in the presence, the less I spend taking cold cough, uh, cough drops and cold medicine and things like that. There seems to be an anti-aging. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be very, very open this year because it's time. There seems to be a spiritual, do you know, let me just say this. Do you know that your spirit has control over everything if you belong in Christ? Your spirit is the most powerful thing inside of you. It's not what you believe. It's not, it's not your health, your body's health. You know, I I got perfect labs or whatever. It's not that. It's your spirit man. That is the most powerful thing inside of you because that's where the Holy Spirit resides. That's where the resurrection power comes from. The more you live in the spirit, the more you sense the presence of God and hang out in the presence of God, the better you will feel. And over time, your body will naturally repair itself. Ho, Sata. That's free. It will. The Lord's over there telling me about going home and doing more family soaking for Hannah's healing. It's going to happen. I want you to know that Jesus' resurrection brought a whole new human life. A whole new world to us. Look what happened to the apostles. They went from fishing to raising the dead. That's what's inside of you. Why are we wanting to limit ourselves? We, I'm telling you, if you contend in the presence of God for what you know heaven has spoke for, it is already done. It just has to manifest. Do you not understand this? It's there. These, these impressions that you get, these, I call them unctions, unctions of the spirit to to speak. These thoughts, these nagging thoughts, they're they're unctions. These nagging thoughts, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't buy that, don't buy that, don't buy that. Okay, turn that away. I buy it, I go, oh, that's gonna tear me up. You see what I'm saying? It's that resurrection power inside of you. If we learn how to live by it, the believer will never be dissatisfied. We will no longer be subject to sickness, even though sickness can affect us. I remember, I've told this story, but I haven't told it from this, from this type of vein, so I'm going to give it. I'm sitting there in Waco, Texas, hugging the toilet bowl. Because I, have the, I, had, I had the flu. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, you like throwing up? You know, I'm getting ready. You know that sick feeling in your stomach just before you wolf? <laughs> I'm being real here. And like, I'm, I'm nauseated. Like, oh my gosh. I'm just like, let me get this puke, Bruce. Puke. Get the relief. Get the relief. Then the Holy Spirit speaks to me in the middle of me talking to myself. Puke, Bruce. He says, you like, you like throwing up. That's what he said. It was like somebody was standing behind me watching me puke in the toilet. And I could hear it. And he said, you like throwing up? And I said, no. He said, then command that spirit of the flu to leave you. In the name of Jesus, come out of me. Leave flu. I started just instantly sweating, shaking, gone, nausea, gone, what was talking to me, see, I always say, you know, I always use that to, you know, that, uh, how Jesus raised Peter, mother-in-law, when he, she was on that sick bed, and I, I, but I, what was really speaking to me was the resurrection power of God to deliver me from a weakness my body could suffer from. Oh, come on, church. We don't have to have this stuff. This we've got to be more presence driven. We need to understand that everything pertaining to life and godliness is found in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It is there. Jesus rose from the dead. And he rose with a body. It's true. And he did that so that we could live eternally. What Jesus did... Is he took the form of a human, being fully God but human, and died on a cross. And rose, and when Jesus' body rose, it rose imperishable. This dimension could no longer touch it. Now that's our end result. That's our end result, church. Church. But how about this? How about we start receiving a lot of what Jesus did on that cross and in that resurrection right here in this body? How about we start living for this? When Michael got his knee healed, how's that knee, Michael? It's good. When he got his knee healed tonight, it was the resurrection power of Christ to heal your body because his body rose imperishable. And according to God, our bodies are going to be imperishable. They are already imperishable. You can find that in 1 Corinthians 15. I think it's verse 53. Paul says the the perishable things will put on the imperishable. He put on immortality. We're going to live forever. We're not going to. Do you know there's really no death? You don't really die. Okay? You don't really die. What dies is all those that don't belong to Jesus Christ at the second death. That's when people die. You and I that believe in Jesus will live forever. Forever. Our spirits will live forever. We can have that now, church. Jesus' new body was a physical body. And if it was a physical body, and he is the forerunner of our faith, then that physical body, our physical body, can take on most or almost all of his dimension. We're just going to, you know, we can live a long life like Moses. We can live like Moses, take, go through the desert, take Israel to the border, and then go up the mountain and be gone, be buried. See, when the disciples saw Jesus, what did they do? They took hold of his feet in Matthew 28, 9. 28, 9. They took hold of his feet. His disciples ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. That's Acts 10 41. In his new body, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it. Luke 24 30. He also invited Thomas to touch his hands in his side. John 20 27. I could go on, but the Bible is clear. Jesus physically rose from the dead with a body made of flesh and bone. That's in Luke twenty-four thirty-nine. If that body could no longer be touched by this spiritual dimension... Then how much if we live in that spiritual dimension, how hard would it be for this dimension to touch what we're already trying to live in? Did that make sense? If I live more in Jesus's dimension, Enoch kind of showed us the way. If I live in God's dimension, I will be what? I will be no more. There's something about, we call it the presence, but there's a a doctrinal name for it. It's called the power of the resurrection. It's that presence that we feel. It's the Holy Spirit himself who raised Jesus from the dead, witnessing that everything that Jesus accomplished on that cross is ours. Are you guys getting anything? I'm coming close to the end here. I see Rick inching closer to the seat like, hallelujah. I'm going to say, yo. First Peter 1 and 3 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again into a living hope what is that living hope the resurrection power of christ through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead that's the living hope that we have that we that we will live eternally with God that our bodies won't be weak there will be no more sorrow there will be no more pain our souls won't be touched anymore the more the presence of, the more you live in the presence of God the stronger your soul becomes it's true things can hit you and you just keep walking My point here tonight is this. Christ earned for us a new future life. And that life is like his own. And I emphasize the word like his own. A reflection of his own. He's gonna be both God and man. We're gonna be a glorified man. And if this is the case, if this is true, if what I'm telling you tonight is true, if you witness this, then we need to overcome what stands between us, between that and where we are in our present situation. And that is... There's only one way to do it, church. There's only one. Deny yourself. Deny yourself for what is the greatest thing that could ever happen to a believer. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I, I remember... I remember one time in Waco... I was waiting, I was in the building all by myself, and I was praying, and a glory cloud came on me, and I mean, I could feel the glory like I had never felt the glory. I don't know if I felt it that strong before since, but when people started to walk into the church, they would go, whoosh, woof, bang, and they would fall down. And this glory cloud. And the more I focused on the Lord, the stronger the cloud became. The minute I started to focus on what was happening to the people, it started to diminish. I think that's what happened to Peter. When Jesus says, get out of the boat. Experience the resurrection life that I'm about to pay for. Get out of the boat, Peter, and walk over the elements because they will not bother you as long as you stay focused on God. Are you with me? The more we focus on Jesus, the more we focus on Jesus, The more our life changes now I don't I look in the mirror every day and I don't really see I don't look the same I was kind of offended because I have to get my driver's license renewed this year (laughs) and they told me I had to come in and take a test so I was, break, I was, not, I was not agreeing with Lola, but anyways. <laughs> anyways, the guy, the guy at the security when I when I, uh, uh, on my flight, he goes, "Huh, that's a younger picture of you." <laughs> I wanted to go. Th- I thanks, bro. <laughs> you yeah, know, thanks. But I don't notice that stuff, because I'm used to seeing what I see. But that guy noticed a change in me. Am I making my point? You might not really notice the change, but when you get around people that hadn't seen you in a while, they'll go, something about you is different. What am I doing? I'm reading the word. I'm meditating on the word as much as I can trying to balance family and spirituality. I'm praying. I'm soaking. One more, one more point. Although our bodies are not like His new body. Our spirits. Have already been made alive. Oh come on. Even though my body. Is not imperishable is my point. It's not imperishable. And it's still subject to things. My spirit has already attained What Jesus already paid for, and I suggest yours has too. If you're born again, your spirit is like his already eternal. Already eternal. That's why you feel his presence, that's why you're subject to his kingdom. You're subject in your spirit to the king's reign. And and wherever the king is reigning, the believer is being changed. That's why healings, deliverances, everything that is subject to our spirit. That's why you can speak now. And there's power. Let's stand. Oh, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the resurrection, the resurrection power of Jesus living inside of us. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We glorify you for it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Well, I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to say, Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I live eternally. My spirit is born again. Oh, Shanda Baba Bahasa, Eeradabasukuradebe Shanda Baba Let the spirit of God touch you, Holy Spirit. Touch. Here we go. Touch. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Touch. Touch. Thank you for your presence. This is what I'd like for every person in the room to do. I would like for you to set 30 minutes a day aside with your cup of coffee and Bible and just sit there and do nothing but listen. 30 minutes. Oh. Feel that.